Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I am Kristen Vandeveer here with Isabel Kiyosayan. We are the founders of Meditation Without Borders. Um, and today we are talking about um, I don't know, gaslighting. I think <laughs> so. Fun. We'll yeah. see where it goes. Basically, you know, the concept of not just gaslighting, but also just the, the there seems to be a tension going on between the Vedic messaging of, you know, we are one and everything is, is positive with um, just all the bullshit going on in the world and suffering and how do you navigate um, these messages of, of peace and oneness with um, what many people see and experience as, as not that. Yeah, because sometimes... And, and still seem sensitive, you know, and not seem like a jerk. Exactly, <laughs> because sometimes people feel invalidated when especially in a lot of i mean in every aspect there's this but in the spiritual realm uh in the in the wellness realm where where we we try to be in (laughs) (laughs) um sometimes when people share their experiences they they sometimes might feel invalidated like but but we're one why are you feeling this way just feel better and so people sometimes feel this way so we want to tackle this issue and right (laughs) and and you know try and try and try not gaslight as we're tackling (laughs) (laughs) gonna gaslight gaslighting (laughs) you know it's it's um you know we were we were reading a definition of gaslighting before we got on this um podcast that's how prepared we are that's how prepared we are (laughs) we literally we thought of the topic about 10 minutes ago and then about five minutes ago we actually looked up the meaning of gaslighting so we we were we had some idea what we were talking about (laughs) so we did a google search i'm not even sure you clicked on the link i think you just looked at i did i did i did click i'm a professional said it talked about someone negating someone's reality you know and this idea of reality is really interesting once you get into the metaphysical world of consciousness because what you have is you have every single perspective is a different reality you know and that the one true reality is really silence (laughs) it's like (laughs) You know, there's there's no um, once you're in the relative world, you you have relativity. So, um, you know, outside of the the unmanifest, there's myriads of realities, myriads of different perspectives. You know, one person's reality. Uh, I think you know, there's there's probably less similarity than we think. You know, between how one person is experiences something and how another does you know from a different state of consciousness yeah you know there there are as many realities as as beings as as beings and if you get into the definition of being now we're really getting into the weeds because because <laughs> even the 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 definition of being gets a little bit hazy when you know what is a being you know a being is a unit of consciousness mm-hmm. And so in a sense, you know, well, your cells in a sense are beings. They have a repertoire of behaviors. They have a nervous system. They react. They have memory, you know. 
you know, mm-hmm. what is a being? But, you know, it, not to get into that, because that's a whole nother podcast that I'm not sure is even relevant to go into. But what we're trying to get across is that, is that, um, you know, this, this kind of, this, this term that people probably didn't even use a couple of years ago has been everywhere. And I think it makes people uncomfortable because they don't know exactly what it means. And they don't know if there's been a lot of social mores that have been changing very rapidly. Mm-hmm. And I think people are nervous because they don't know if they're, they're um, acting inappropriately, if things that, that by telling their opinion, are they being offensive? You know, yeah. there's, it's kind of a bit of a minefield right now, a little bit of tiptoeing, which in many ways I think is, it's a good thing that these, that, that society is evolving quickly and that people are realizing that um, a lot of the, the things that were totally socially acceptable only five years ago are not socially acceptable anymore. I think this, I think this is all good because it means it's, you know, evolving fast and that a lot of people who have before had to be silent when they felt invalidated and felt Mm -hmm. um, belittled and insulted can now have a language to speak up about it. So I don't want to sound like I'm (laughs) anti-gaslighting or like the, not anti-gaslight, anti-calling out gaslighting. Is that what it is? But it is, um, we, we're, we're going to, we're just going to, you know, pick it apart a little yeah. bit. Because for, for me, what, what gaslighting is in a sense is lack of empathy, but it's, it's a very curious and I'm, I'm going to pick it a little, I hope our listeners don't hate me, but like <laughs> somebody can make you feel like you're being gaslighted and there's a lack of empathy and, and nobody can tell you that your feelings are not your feelings no i Mm -hmm. I, one of my friends uh she took a like a a law class or something and then she was like but i feel and then the teacher was like you already won because you're you're stating what you feel nobody can nobody can tell you that that's not what you feel so what what can happen with gaslighting is that you're like oh i'm being gaslighted but you also have to take into the account into account how the other person has a different reality than you. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so the other person may not even be aware because they don't see reality as you see it. For example, in, in therapy, what happens a lot is that the therapist doesn't really care about the objective reality more. They care more about how you perceive reality. Right. So it's, it's so it's all of a lack of, of empathy. So if we, we have to understand, we have to also understand always what the other person is trying to feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you come at things with, with empathy, you're going to be, um, you know, that, that that's, <laughs> it's half the battle. <laughs> <laughs> but I think especially as people who do what we do, we have to be careful because we have these messages that we're always saying. And it's hard, especially when we're on a platform like this, because here we are, you know, we don't know who we're talking to. Mm-hmm. You know, or we, we are talking to many different people, many different realities at once. And so, um, so it's hard to avoid, you know, once you get on a more public forum, then you're, you're talking to a cross section and someone who may, may have a reaction of like, wow, that's exactly what I needed to hear. Whereas someone else may be like, I feel gaslighted, mm-hmm. you know? 
So it gets harder, I think, as you get the more public your, um, your messaging. However, I think also with people who are teaching this work, we need to be more sensitive to um, talking to the Karmakand and the Upasanakand and the Gyankand. What I, I know- Let's explain, you, let's explain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just jumped into Sanskrit. So like, buckle up, hold on. <laughs> what those terms mean is that these are the different layers of reality. Karmakand, that's the layer of action. That's the most manifest layer. That's like, the layer of where most people are at. It's like what, what is happening on a physical level. Right. The most surface mm -hmm. layer of things. And then you have the Upasanakand, which is the more subtle. And that's more the um, connotative reality. That's like the, the storyline. That's the, more, the greater story arc. You know, the sort of... Um, how, like how the lesson, like the lesson or, or the, like how you interpret what is happening. Right. The interpretation of the story. Mm -hmm. So like, if you're going to tell a Karmacon story, you'd be like, you know, I walked out my door, I fed the dog. Like, these are all very Karmacon things. It's just, mm -hmm. just Action. the actions. And then the Upasanakan is more the, um, the subtle, like what is going on beneath the surface. You know, when your when your best friend said like, you look great in that outfit and you know, underneath it really means you look awful. Mm -hmm. And that's not, I shouldn't, that's probably not your best friend. That's your your fake friend <laughs> but you know it's it's what's going on underneath the surface and then you have the gyankand which is the layer where everything is one so that's the more the most unmanifest layer and there's many layers but, th but these are the basic you know categories and so oftentimes what will happen is someone is a teacher is talking from the gyankand they're talking from the oneness point of view and um they are ignoring the karmakand so they're 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 not addressing you know what and so someone listening is who's very much in the karmakand um is in you know the action part of the story it feels like they're they're negating that part mm -hmm. so as a teacher it's important to remember to convey that yes on one level everything is one and that you know that you can be not not attached and none of this kind of matters in a sense mm -hmm because it's all one big storyline and it's all for the benefit of story. So even the stuff that seems like it's awful is really, you know, is really benefiting that, mm -hmm. that greater story. However, you can also as a teacher then jump into the Karmakand and that's where you can be empathetic and say, but this is how it's experienced when you zoom into the storyline and you are feeling it from this level as well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Did I did I just did I get too no, metaphysical? No, no, but... it's it's very interesting because what what tends to happen is when we start to meditate and um, kind of experience the different layers of of life, we're used to the karma con, we're used to the action layer, we're used to the relative. Mm -hmm. So when and then we we have the upasana con, we have the it's like kind of like the psychological like the, the, what's, what are the feelings, what's really happening, but we don't really have, um, a, uh, a easy access to the Gyankand, to the, we're all one. So meditation gives us access to it. So what tends to happen, which is why kind of teachers and, you know, people in, in the spiritual world kind of forget about it. It's because we're so fascinated 
by this new thing where it's like, oh, then everything's going to be okay. We're all one. <laughs> and you're fascinated and you, and you forget that the other two are equally important. Right. You know, all three of them are what makes reality reality. So it's, it's super important not to forget that the karma con, the storyline is itself very, very important. And, um, there's this researcher, I don't know if you know her, Brene Brown. Yeah, I do. Um, so I've been listening to her because I was telling Kristen before that I'm listening to audiobooks all day now because I don't have the patience to sit and read, so I just <laughs> listen. And so um, she has one that's a power of vulnerability, and she actually talks about how, you know, when somebody tells you a problem – and you're like, oh, you know, because she ta- tackles this exact topic. And she's like, for example, she gives the uh, the example of her daughter now, how she was bullied in middle school. And the, and the daughter's like, oh, like, you know, I had such a bad day. And you could go like, well, if you wore the jeans that I bought for you, the cool kids would have invited <laughs> you to the table. <laughs> and so they're kind of gaslighting, kind of negating the, what she's feeling. Like, I told you, yeah. but it's a totally different thing if you allow yourself to be vulnerable because we've all been in some point where we feel uh we feel bullied or we feel shame or whatever it's like if you allow yourself to feel that vulnerability that that person who's sharing something with you is and you're like i know exactly what you mean like i've gone through that i've i lived what you lived and and that is sometimes what you need to hear and so that's why I think our, our, you know, our Vedic tradition, something that's really interesting is how it's, it's a householder practice. And it's not that monks don't live these things, but as a, <laughs> as householders, you have more of, you know, you're more relatable, you know, it's, it's yeah. hard to, you know, go to a monk and tell him, you know, love problems or, you know, work problems or stuff. Cause I don't think they're going to relate. So they can tell you, you know, the, the young con, but it's sometimes all you need is like, I know exactly what you're going through. Like, <laughs> I know I've been there and I, I feel you. And, and that empathy that somebody gives you is sometimes just, you need to feel validated in your experience. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think about my kids, you know, when they, they're always losing their losing their minds about something that doesn't matter <laughs> at all it's like but he took the blue one and I wanted the sparkles and then it's just like and you know sometimes I have a hard time validating it when it's like really like really really we're arguing about who has the sparkle pen now um but but it is important too to realize you know some of these things that happen like when we're out of ice cream and you know my two-year-old is like crying over it I'm like well that's how he feels like he's he's brought to tears because we have run out of you know whatever pink ice cream he wants and so um so you know it's important to like I think that you know parenting is interesting because you're constantly having to remember to validate feelings for <laughs> And not gaslight your kids all the time. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. You shouldn't even be eating, even be eating ice cream. Patty. <laughs> 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 like, no, you wouldn't do that. So um, it's good practice for, for you know, when 
someone comes to you. But, you know, there's actually, and, and to not say that, um, there's also people who are experiencing real, very intense things, mm -hmm. you know. And so, like, if I have a student who's just lost somebody, you know, the last thing I'm going to do is go into, um, you know, right into the Gyan Kant mm -hmm. because, like, no, for them right now, that's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I'm not going to be like, oh, it's all one, really, you know, from a high state of consciousness, you shouldn't hurt any, you shouldn't feel any hurt because they didn't go anywhere, mm -hmm. you know. Um, you know, it's, it, that in, in those times when someone is really going through something very real, um, it's very important to validate the Karmacon experience mm -hmm. first and be masterful in how you interweave the oneness aspects. Exactly. So, you know, um, it takes, it takes, you know, there's no one right way of doing it, but just keeping in mind the sensitivity to that. And, uh, you know, I just had a student who, I, I don't think she would mind me telling you guys this. She, um, you know, she just went to protest the pipeline that's happening around the Great Lakes in the U.S. and um, came back. And, you know, I could tell that she didn't say this, but I could tell, like, there's a frustration with just the 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 level of ignorance that is causing these highly damaging things to happen to other human beings and to our environment. And, you know, for this particular student who um, she's always, you know, fighting all these, you know, very good causes. Um, it's, it's really frustrating <laughs> to have to see, like, you know, to see that and, um, and to, to have to, like, how do you, how do you become a, a warrior for change while also keeping that bigger perspective? You know, that it seems like they don't always go together, you know, um, but you can hold both. Mm -hmm. You know, you can hold, you can, you can stand up to injustice while also knowing the bigger picture, everything is happening for all reasons, you know? Exactly. But that's a true master. That's why we, we can't, I mean, at times you're going to favor one, you know, right. you might favor the storyline, you might favor the one minutes, you might favor the, the lesson behind it, but they're all equally important because if if your student if we didn't, wouldn't have people like your student who are protesting right then maybe things wouldn't be okay in the right. in the cosmic in aspect the, yeah so so we need people in the karma con you know and in, in the action layer to put things into action and and make this change so right. it, they're they're not exclusive they're they're inclusive they they kind of all work together right and so you know we don't we don't want to get stuck because as you know we were saying sometimes we need to relate on the karmacon level and like mm -hmm. yes i understand i've been through this and through that because that's like the where you kind of touch you know, you kind of, okay, empathy, we're here in this together. And then you could right. use that to inspire and raise awareness. Right. Well, I think too, you know, you need to have that background layer of mm -hmm. knowing that this is all a love story, you know, mm -hmm. having that background layer of, of the bigger picture in order to make your actions be the most relevant. Cause if you get too caught up in the, in the, in the, um, 
the t small timeline and you get too caught up in the rage over the injustice. Mm -hmm. That rage is othering, mm -hmm. you know, and it's that othering that causes all this mess to begin with. So if, if you, if you don't have that background, if you aren't able to, if you are not able to hold those two consciousness states at once or go between them, then you can end up becoming inadvertently part of the problem mm -hmm. because your anger can end up feeding, um, you know, causing actions that you don't want that, that, that are, that are not necessarily what supporting what it is you want to support. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's not to say that anger is an invalid response to a lot of the things that are happening. What we're saying is like, have the anger, but also hold the bigger picture behind it. Yeah. You know, and move through the anger, you know, don't, you know, whatever experience you're having is the valid experience to be having from whatever state of consciousness you're in right now. And whatever state of consciousness you're in right now is exactly where you need to be and is no greater or lesser than anyone else's. Mm -hmm. It's just, um, it's just knowing that if you are someone who really cares about justice, you know, that, um, that, that the thing that's going to get out of it, us out of this mess is for us to all be expanding our, our awareness yeah. to continue that path. That's, that's the way out of this. So, cause so, yeah. Sorry. No, uh, <laughs> no. True master, you know, we, we always talk about this, but you know, a true master it's, is lives kind of like in the funnel. You no, know? it, it's experiencing right. all, all the layers of reality at once. And mm -hmm. so, a, you know, as we were saying before, each being has a reality and they live mm -hmm. life through that reality. It's like through that lens, that's how you live your life. And right. so what starts to happen when you meditate and you get all this knowledge is that, you know, we talk about this with the waves, you know, where we live in our little wave, but every time we experience the whole unbounded ocean, we start to realize that we're not just the wave, we're the whole ocean expressing itself as a wave. So through the ocean, we can start to feel the other waves. And that is, you know, what we refer to as, a, you know, a rishi. A rishi is is a seer, a seer of all realities. And you know, we, we then we ha when then we have you know maharishi, which is a great rishi. Mm -hmm. And so, what? So so a true master doesn't really gaslight because since that master is a rishi, that master is a seer, they can see and understand what you're going through and, and truly feel what you're going through because they can see and they can feel. And, and once and through that help you rise so you can feel that whole unbounded ocean and then know that it's going to be fine. But that doesn't mean that you're any less of a wave. Yeah, I was, and I, I just had an interesting thought, mm -hmm. and um, I could see I was, something bubbling in your head. <laughs> well, you know, we gaslighting is always used in the term that someone is is experiencing. Um, usually, someone is being marginalized mm -hmm. through the gaslighting. Like it's like you know, someone who's like a woman is is saying she's experiencing something, and a man is like mansplaining it away and like mm -hmm. gaslighting it, but like. But when we use the term in, in terms of like, um, like, well, what if you have someone whose, whose reality 
is, you know, they're a bigot, you know, Um, know, or they're, you know, they're saying something racially insensitive, you know, is it gaslighting to then say, no, your reality is wrong (laughs) Um, and invalidate that? And then that got me thinking about, well, really, the, are you the gaslighting question, back? Right? <laughs> no, I know. Are you gaslighting back, or are you are you invalidating their experience, whatever it is, by um, by trying to negate it? You know, I and it got me thinking that really the the masterful response is is the same, even if you're with if you're if you're talking to someone who has whose state of consciousness and their reality is very much that you know maybe immigrants are less than human, you mm-hmm. know, for example, um, you, you find a, a true master tries to find the unity points mm-hmm. and then use that to lift the person out of their state of consciousness, yeah. you know, and, and go ahead. So, so it, it doesn't matter, you know, at any point a master, I, I believe. And then it, this is not something I've thought of before. This is all happening live right now. Cognition's live. Cognition. 75 cents each. <laughs> but that, that, that no matter who you are, no matter what state of consciousness the person you're dealing with is in, um, especially if it's in, you know, a state of consciousness that is a stress state of consciousness, um, you get big. Mm-hmm. That's how you deal with them. You get big. And um, and then that will have a positive influence on whoever that is, um, whether or not they're, you feel that their reality is something that's valid or, or invalid. Um, you can, you get big while also trying to show some degree of, um, some degree of unity, you know? Yeah. With, without, without, the, not the, not the points. If it's someone who's bigoted, you don't unify on that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, though, though I don't know. But though, on the other hand, like, is that the appropriate response? Do you think, or, or is sometimes um, you have someone whose whose reality is such that it's harmful to others? Is there a more forceful response that is necessary? I'm actually asking the question because yeah. I'm not. Sure, I know. I, no, I, I, you touch on such an interesting topic because one of my students actually asked this last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sent me the question for group men and then I answered it, but she wasn't there. So I'm like, I'm going to tell her, listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know we actually, if we answer it, I think we're no. exploring the answer. But it's because she was telling me that she's, she, she's, how to describe her? She, she fights for her rights, yeah, you know, as a right. woman, she's very, um, you know, she has her ideals, which she's fought for her all of her life, and that's great. And then what's happened is that now with meditation, she feels like people who she wouldn't necessarily relate to because they don't have the same ideals. Now she's able right. to do so, and so she's not bothered by it anymore she's able to to relate and so some people kind of question what she's doing like hey why are you talking to those people they they think differently you know they 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 don't stand for what we stand for but what we kind of discussed in group meditation was what kind of like what you were saying i think the way 
I mean, obviously not if you're putting yourself in any danger, but I think the way to, to deal with these people is to find those unity points because it's probably stress that's making them feel this way. So if you're like, you know, it's what Tom says, like, I hate people who hate, that's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) So if, if you open yourself up to the opportunity to finding, because you're going to find unity points with everyone. So if you allow yourself the opportunity to find something that you can relate to with that person and that person sees you in a different light, then they're going to, they're going to rise because of that interaction. This is so incredibly nuanced because, you know, I'm thinking on some levels, you know, there is, there is a place for disciplining, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like I even think with my own kids, like there is times in which I need to show some level of, of correction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and which can always be done with love can be done with unity. Mm-hmm. However, there are those, this doesn't mean that, you know, you're obligated to reach out to every person who's in a bigoted or exactly lesser state of consciousness because there could be no worthy inquiry there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, like I, the, the, what I'm thinking about is online, how there's all these just people arguing all day long. It's all yeah. just noise and no one is actually moving the needle that there's people I know who like spend hours on Facebook comment, like commenting on people's comments. Oh and my just like, God. What a gigantic waste of time. This does not do anything. Because you're not really mm. relating. You're just fighting. Right. There's, there's yes. not even the opportunity to relate. You don't right. know who you're fighting. So it's, it's, we have to find a way of um, finding unity to, to help bring things back. And that, and that dis, at times it can be disciplined, but I think it must be done from a place of love and a place of unity, yeah. even if the discipline is required. I think that's the answer. I think we got it. Did we get it? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Because yeah, obviously you're not going to just, I, I mean, you're, I, I was, I'm, 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 <laughs> Um, I was watching an interview on. <laughs> that was one of those cognitions. Exactly. <laughs> so these are my cognitions. Um, but it was so funny because it was an interview of Stephen Colbert interviewing Jerry Seinfeld. And they were arguing mm-hmm. about, you know, the whole Bill Cosby thing. Yeah. And so. What a mess. I know. They were arguing like, can you still you know, listen to Bill Cosby without, you know, can you separate what he did from, you know, his stand-up? And so Jerry was like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And Stephen Colbert was like, no, like, for no. Me it's like, no. And then Jerry was like, why? And Stephen was explaining because he, he's like this, this big father figure. So when you, yeah. when that, that breaks, when you hear, you know, the accusations obviously that breaks and jerry was like you know what you changed my mind (laughs) and he was like have you ever heard anybody say that like you know thank you for that you changed my mind (laughs) it was like nobody ever does but i'm doing it (laughs) that's true no one has ever changed anybody's mind it seems about anything yeah it's like no no but this but that but this (laughs) right and this is why I'm right. This is why I'm right. Exactly. Except for Jerry Seinfeld. Maybe we should ask him on. He is a meditator. 
Well, there you go. That's how his mind can be changed. He's open to it. He's not attached to his beliefs. Exactly. But, you know, what I was going with this is that, um, <laughs> you know, we, we, I've heard, but there's another conversation <laughs> here, but, <laughs> but yeah, what I was going with this is that, that there are people who might seem like there's people who I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to like this person. And then you, when there's an interaction, you're like, Oh, I, I can, I can relate to this person. I, I can. And it's not necessarily something that somebody that I could be friends with. And maybe that they might have that prejudice against me. Like, Oh no, nothing spiritual, please. But once you relate and they see you as a human and you see them as a human, Mm-hmm. then you, when when you open that door and they can see the light in you, you, you open up a place for for rising for both both parties. You just uh, I just got excited because you know you wanted to talk about the the storyline as part of this mm-hmm. and that totally gets into that, which is you know it's a better story. Exactly. If two people who are exactly the same find unity with one another, that's that's beginner stuff you know anybody can do that you can you can always find unity with you know the person who is your age who looks like you talks like you um you know votes your party um you find unity with someone very different and now you're into the master level mm-hmm. and um and it makes for such a better story it's it's interesting it actually had me thinking about when we did our teacher training mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'm gonna I'm going to like everybody because they're all meditators <laughs> they're all gonna be... and very quickly I realized like oh okay no we, we don't like there was not that I disliked anyone but there are certain people that I aligned more with than others and then by the end of the training because we had we had expanded our consciousness so much like I was like in love with everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was it was ridiculous. Like I I was so sad to leave every single person from our um, from our training because it was just like I was obsessed with all of them. So it was funny to see <laughs> how it went from like oh you know like oh this this person is slightly irritating me <laughs> to like to um, oh my gosh like and and the ones that were part of our training that I didn't gel with in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, it was so much more powerful by the end yeah. to feel that connection because it was like, Oh, this one we had to, I had to travel further yeah. to get here. We overcame this. Right. Right. It was, it was the, it was a much more interesting story to get to that point to, to find unity where it wasn't naturally. So, I think, you know, when we think about, you know, the, the, the grander storyline of what's happening, we have to remember that this is a long storyline. And so as opposed to having three months in a teacher training session to find unity with those that you don't <laughs> when you're meditating for 14 hours a day, like that's a nice little short timeline. Like it's going to take longer for all of the collective consciousness to find that unity within itself. It's not a three-month process. Yeah. But it is the same process, and it is the same beauty, and that the, the further it has to go to find that unity, the more fascinating that path is going to be. Mm-hmm. 
And just like we're fascinated with amazing movies, which is what we were talking about before. <laughs> the universe is fascinating with amazing stories too. Right. <laughs> right. Think about think about your like the movie. You know, you saw. It's always got conflict. Mm-hmm. It always has a transformation, and it always has a a coming apart and then a coming together. You know it's this is this the reason we're fascinated with these stories is because that's we are little micro beings units of consciousness so we're fascinated with the same thing the grander consciousness is fascinated with mm-hmm. and and the story in which it's like oh they met they love fell in love and they lived happily ever after like there's no there's nothing there yeah it's not interesting yeah <laughs> and and we have to think of these these people who think differently than us they're not other. I mean, they yeah. they have stress and they've had their storyline and they have this and, and they're the way they are, just like we are the way they are because of the things that we have had to live through. And right. so when we find something to connect, as just as you were saying, the connection is so much more worth it because you overcame the differences. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the truth is, you know, on the Karmacon level, people can do a lot of harm to others. Mm-hmm. You know, people living in the Karmacon state of consciousness, they can hurt each other quite badly. Yeah. To the extent that you're finding your fulfillment from within, no one can harm you. And to the extent that no one can harm you, you can extend compassion to those who are actually doing the harming. You know, because you, you, you're not affected by it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's why we talk about it as it's masterful. Because to get to the consciousness state where you're finding such a high percentage of your fulfillment within that those on the outside can't touch you, that is a very high consciousness state. <laughs> <laughs> and one, one I hope to achieve someday. You're not there yet? <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. <laughs> Though that's why it seems so, you know, callous is because it's like, you know, yes, when people talk about reality, it's like, yes, your fulfillment com- comes from within and nobody can can harm you. That is true when your consciousness is of that state. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be in that state where you're in that true reality, that objective reality in your consciousness state to not feel harmed by someone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but until you're there... Um, that is not how it is experienced. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have to be sensitive to, even though we expound the truth and the true reality and the objective reality and what it's like from, you know, an enlightenment state to experience, you know, what the experience is. Um, we also have to be sensitive that most of us on our part point in evolution are still, still not getting a hundred percent fulfillment from within yet <laughs> but we're trying well actually no we are all getting it from within it's just where you know we we don't realize it yet i guess exactly yeah it's, we don't realize it yet. we still think it's right it, it, it any fulfillment that ever anyone ever had comes from within it actually doesn't come from without we just think it does so it's to the extent that you realize it does i'm, I'm just uh, amending my earlier statement <laughs> 
I hope I hope this clarified gaslighting a little bit. You know, um, it's a tricky it's a tricky world right now because it is, like I said, things are evolving quickly, which is you know, and and when things do evolve quickly, there tends to be an overcompensation. Mm -hmm. You know, there tends to be this like, oh, we've changed now. Everybody get with the program yeah. immediately, and if you don't, then we're going to come down on you yeah. <laughs> and other you yeah. for othering. There's a lot of haters of haters right yeah. now. And, and um, there's something that I'd like to add because yeah. it's something add that away. I that I struggled with. Um, we can also gaslight ourselves, <laughs> uh, which is interesting because, you know, I've been meditating for more than 10 years. I've gone to therapy. I've done a lot for my mental health. And so recently when I went through the breakup and I was having, you know, a bad time, Kristen was there helping me go through it. Um, and so it was because I was, I was gaslighting myself. I was upset that I was like, you shouldn't be feeling this way. You, you, you know, you're a meditator. So <laughs> you're an initiator. Such a good point. Or mm -hmm. I were I'm a terrible self gaslighter. <laughs> Maybe we could coin this. I've never heard that before. Self self gaslighting. Copywriting. <laughs> but yeah, we 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 expect so much from ourselves. Like if somebody like if you came <laughs> to me with what I was experiencing, I would be like why are you being so hard on yourself? Like, well, but when it was for me, I was like, no, like you should be better than this. Like, what is this, you know, little crappy bliss that just kind of dims out with a little breakup. <laughs> <laughs> but so it was part of my storyline, which I know, um, <laughs> was relevant and it and I, I know it, it might be relevant for you know people who might be listening or in the future to my students relevant or whoever yeah I was self-gaslighting at the same time only it was like these pregnancy hormones <laughs> <laughs> like how are they how, how are they making me this miserable I'm supposed to be past this point yeah yeah and so we're, yeah, we're terribly yeah. hard on ourselves and I and yeah. and so part of the storyline was that I, I had to go through that to kind of remember that, yeah. you know, the karma con is there and I was too, <laughs> too focused on, but oneness, 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 I shouldn't be feeling these feelings. And it's yeah. part of the human experience and it's part of, you know, I have to have these feelings. I have to learn the lessons. It makes a great storyline when you fall and you rise from the ashes like the phoenix <laughs> like the phoenix that i am <laughs> beautiful phoenix that i am <laughs> i'm gonna write a self-help book uh, I, feel, I feel like that's the, the we're not gonna let that one go <laughs> You may be getting a Phoenix t-shirt very soon. <laughs> Rising from the ashes, inspiring millions. <laughs> we're not at millions yet. I just checked our stats. Not, no. We're, we're, we're thousandaires. Maybe right? after this, we will. 
No, but uh, yeah, what, what I mean is, like, we shouldn't be, we, uh, you know, we want to be empaths, you know, we want to be vulnerable <laughs> when... I don't want to be an empath. No. I don't like that word. Well, not, yeah, maybe it's not the correct word, but we want to, you know, we want to... Empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. yeah. But we should also reflect that on ourselves and not gaslight our own feelings and allow yeah. them to be and make a great freaking storyline. <laughs> be your own phoenix. Beautiful phoenix. Rise from the ashes like the Rise warrior the queen that you what, are. So I'm going to tell my kids the next time they're out of ice cream. <laughs> Rise from the ashes. Come on. Are you a phoenix or are you a baby? (laughs) That is going to be in my head every time I'm like, I start doing this to myself. I'll be like, I'm a baby. (laughs) I want to be a baby right now. I'm a baby. I'm not a phoenix. Which is okay. You have to be a baby first. But I'm going to validate my baby feelings. (laughs) Then you can become the phoenix. <laughs> I'm going to be a baby phoenix. <laughs> Which is really an egg. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I think, I, think we've, I think we've run out. <laughs> we have to make little, little, uh, you know, little notes of all the jokes that we've made. Like we were interviewed... Uh, I think maybe it was a couple of weeks ago for the podcast, the Vedic Conversation, conversation. (laughs) and they brought up the 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 blitz spray from our first episode. (laughs) That never that never is gonna get lived down. (laughs) No, we'll have to we'll have to go through all the all the hashtags. This one's worse. We've collected this one's worse. (laughs) I don't know. I think the blitz spray is, is pretty. Yeah, that's, that's kind of gross. <laughs> Spraying everywhere. <laughs> well, anyway, I, <laughs> I think we're off topic, so we should probably end. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Once again, we uh, are approaching our one year anniversary, I think. Yay! And so um, we'll be doing a anniversary episode soon. But thank you all for listening. If you want to listen to more episodes, we are um, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and our website meditationwithoutborders.net. So um, thank you again. You made it this far. You made it the full forty six minutes. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, um, we'll have you again. Thank you. Bye. Take your day. Take your day.